0: the Pixelcast, episode 10, our E3 special, where we're going to talk about some of the more interesting games and technologies that were showcased at E3 uh, this year. Um, yeah, I'm David Ridley, the editor of Future Pixel, and my favourite game from E3 this year was Far Cry 3.
1: I'm Wesley Boone, and I'm really excited for the upcoming movie, Wreck-It Ralph. Uh,
2: I'm Tamsin Reese Edwards, and I'm looking forward to the game Zombie U, showcased at E3 this year.
0: Okay, cool. So, um, anyway, okay, um, you know, as you know, we've discussed already, uh, E3, you know, wasn't as big of a bang as it was in previous years, and you know, it was very little to really shout out about at the end of the day. Uh, I think one of the most interesting things about it though was the Wii U, um, and particularly the the fact that tablet-based gaming seems to be replacing motion-based gaming with regards to all the different. Uh, you know, major console developers. I mean, last year, obviously, they were showcasing Kinect and, you know, uh, the PS Move and, you know, the, you know, mentioning the Wii U, but, you know, this year they've really turned down on that. I mean, you know, there was the usual stuff for Kinect, like uh, Don Central 3 and all that sort of stuff. But um, even on the Kinect side, they seem to be focusing more on the voice commands as opposed to anything else. Uh, tablet-based gaming, though, seems to have come to the forefront. Um, even Microsoft has actually turned around and they said, listen, they're going to do tablet-based gaming sort of technology that's going to, I I don't know, you know, what's going to happen from that, but we're going to have to see. Uh, Yeah, what do you guys think of that? I mean,
1: the the Wii U looks like the the better example of it, but... but Well, look, again, this might just be my opinion, but I really do believe it. Out of all the motion controls um, that we've uh, seen, the, the Wii, the Xbox Kinect, and the PlayStation Move, I still maintain that the, the Wiis was was the best. The, like, from the beginning, they they did a lot of awesome stuff, even when they added that little upgrade to make the the, the control more um, responsive. I did play on all the other devices, and I didn't find them as compelling, or I just think maybe the games that are sort of popped out with them weren't as good that's not the point though what i'm trying to get at is i think nintendo will probably because they they love using their hardware you know like they'll they'll force developers like you will have to do this and this and this and this with the tablet so i mean look at the 3ds you know like pretty much every game has to have full 3d support you know uh, it, it's not even like now a designer's choice anymore they it has to be part of the game and otherwise, it's built as a
2: Nintendo DS game and not a 3DS game.
1: Yeah. Whereas, if I look at say the the PS Vita, the PS Vita um, has that back touch screen button. I've seen like two games that use that really well. You know, the others are like, ah, oh, it's there, and some games don't even bother using it. So, you know, like I think in that essence, um, Nintendo will make sure that at least in the beginning, the Wii U's tablet controller will be used really hard core whereas I think with like say Microsoft and Sony they'll be like it's there if the developers want to use it which on both sides is a negative and a positive
0: yeah you got a good point there actually
1: um,
0: yeah just you know on the Microsoft side of things you know I mean I, I know last year they mentioned that you know you would be able to utilize your um, what's it your Windows mobile phone in order to play to, to, to play certain games uh, one
1: well, of the ex- well I've heard that that's quite good, actually, on the Windows 7 phone. Um, everybody says that feature where you're using the Windows 7 phone on the Xbox is, is, is it's quite responsive and amazing. I haven't seen it in action. I've just heard down the grapevine.
0: Yeah. Um, well, well, now they're, they're kind of showcasing it as uh, as a technology called Smart Glass, where not only can you use your, your Windows uh, mobile phone, but you can actually utilize your iPad or Android device in order to
1: actually do the same thing, which is kind of cool. Yeah, pretty much any smartphone or tablet.
2: The Wii U tablet controller is generating a lot of people's interest. Quick, put it on the Xbox!
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but nice. you see, at least, at least they're keeping up this time. I yeah. What, I mean, look what they did with the, Wii, with the Wii again. It was like, motion controlling is terrible, motion controlling sucks, it's not the way of the future. Three years later, oh, right, there's the Kinect and there's Everybody the, else
2: has to have motion control. Yeah,
1: you know, if it's not there, then what the hell's the point? But by that stage, the motion controlling thing had kind of died down, like, and not not because nobody, you know, not because it wasn't good. I, I love the motion controlling stuff. Um, if I, I still play like everybody loves golf on the Wii, um, you know. And, it was because
2: we uh, were coming to the end of the lifespan of the
1: Wii. That's 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 all. I think sort of a poor excuse. I mean, a lot of game companies. You have your PS3, and they're not doing decent things. Uh, the Kinect as well. There's fun games, sure, but there's nothing like. If I go back again to the Wii on its launch, um, that Red Steel—not a great game—but that game generated so much freaking hype, you know, because you can now ah, def- deflect with your sword, and it's amazing. You control the sword, and then, like, after about two years, it disappeared. Now the same thing is probably going to happen with tablet-based gaming on on main consoles. Personally, I, I think it's a silly move to go, but I, I think with PCs and tablets and how they're doing everything, I think consoles are trying like their best to. Keep up and become innovative, and regarding that, Nintendo's main selling point is consoles. So, we'll just or, have to see or, what or maybe they maybe they've
0: actually just got more effective spies in, uh, you know, their their, their competitors'
1: offices. <laughs> oh no! Look, I, definitely. I mean, it, it's got to that point. I think where Sony's like, "What's Nintendo doing? Okay, do that." You know, it's yeah, like, exactly. don't don't around because yeah. Nintendo. Yeah. Nintendo, look, every now and then they got hit and misses, but they generally know what they're doing, and they're they know willing. how to sort of, they know how to make fun, that that, that much they're I know. They're willing to take a chance. I, just, I
2: find it interesting that motion control was the way of the future, and yes, um, I, I've seen some of the, the stuff to do with the Wii U tablet, and there is a fair bit of motion in it, but once again, we're sitting on our asses, whereas a couple of years back, it was the way of the future, and we were all going to be healthy because we would be jumping and running around playing our games.
1: Yeah. Well look, um you still use your Wii modes and everything on the Wii U. You know, you're still gonna be flaming yeah, yeah. your arms about. And like no, I think so, gonna be the focus though. Yeah, this no, time no, the no. focus is Nintendo has discovered the internet, so now they're gonna milk the internet for everything it is. And they're connecting you and everything. You know, pretty much what you, you you know, know, this where Nintendo whole, is slow. Like, that whole Xbox... backwards
2: compatibility thing where they can you you can use your Wii controls on your Wii U. I think that was just pretty much a snub at uh, Microsoft and Sony for how little backwards compatibility they had.
1: Yeah. Mm, I don't know. Look, Nintendo's always sort of at least merged one generation back. You know, I, I don't think it's ever been sort of a snub. Well, on I don't the,
0: know. On, on the controller side of things, I mean, they, they've pretty much done that for, you know, uh, well, at least for the last generation. I mean, you could utilize your GameCube controller for the Nintendo Wii if you wanted to for certain games. So it looks like they're doing the same this time around, um, which is kind of cool.
1: And you know, I think it's,
2: it's funnier to think of it as a snub.
1: Look, I don't know, maybe, but Nintendo's never been, at least not out in the open, they've never been... Look, you've got to imagine Nintendo's Disney, like Disney Japan. That's pretty much what it is. In fact, I mean, Mario's more known than friggin' Mickey Mouse Worldwide. Um <laughs> But you got to look at like it as, as Disney, like they've got a, a a reputation, and that's the reputation they've got to keep up. You know, this clean family entertainment, and you know that. That's yeah, like except for all of those zombie... little
2: things in the crowds that the animators used to stick in.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the well, Disney movies, it, it happened. It's happened in in old Nintendo games as well. There's like this one your, game that your had like hardcore. makes my point. Yeah, but my my point being is they have a a corporate identity that they have to keep and. I, I don't see them actively snubbing, say, so not, not at least Oh, no, Not actively, no. Yeah, look,
2: um,
0: Nintendo's always, um, you know, it's good that you you kind of uh, compare them to Disney. I think that's a, that's a pretty fair comparison, uh, either Disney or Nickelodeon. But they've generally had a, a more family-based aspect on things. And, and you know, we're going to talk about how that looks like. That might be changing a bit um, in a second. But just something I wanted to mention as well. I mean, uh, you mentioned Red Steel, Wesley. Uh, I played the first one when I had uh, my original Wii. And I absolutely loved it. Look, there were bugs. You know, it was one of the first games that came out of the Wii, though. And I
1: still enjoyed it, though. I thought it was great. Oh, well, um, I had a hell of a blast with it. I didn't quite see why everybody was miffed about it. I had fun.
0: But now, a couple of months ago, uh, after obviously having my Kynec for for quite a while, I... I had a chance to actually play Red Steel 2 with the Wii Motion Plus. And I must say, there were moments in there where I was playing it, and I kind of thought to myself, you know, why did I bother with the Kinect? I should have just kept my Wii, got the Motion Plus, and got Red Steel 2. I mean, that...
1: Well, that's that my attitude. was so when it,
0: accurate. It was
1: just fantastic. Yeah, that, that's pretty much my attitude when it came to the Xbox. And, I mean, a lot of people were like that in the beginning. Um, it was like... Are you buying the Kinect no why would I already own a Wii you know it's like
3: mm.
1: instead of and this is what this is where I get like sort of really miffed with the game industry it's like now look I mean look at this touch, this touch tablet gaming as well now all the consoles are doing it why do we have different consoles so that everyone can just copy everyone else and I understand this I understand how money makes everything spin but it's like okay Xbox you do something unique Sony, you do something unique, and Nintendo, you do something unique, so it's, there's actually a reason for me to own all three different consoles, you know, I mean, it's like...
2: In, instead got... of copying the Wii U, why don't you make good on that investment, all of those millions of dollars you invested to make the Kinect, and carry on with motion-based gaming, and make that your big thing?
0: Yeah, it's a good point. Instead of
2: just, you know, copying Nintendo.
0: See, I, I look at things differently, I look at things, um, you know, on, on a gaming perspective as a whole. You know, I don't really mind that the developers are actually copying or, well, you know, the manufacturers are copying each other with regards to technology, as long as they further the technology. And and that's the main thing for me. I mean, I was actually thinking to myself the other day, what would be the perfect controller for gaming? And I thought to myself, if you had to take, you know, all of the different methods of controlling your games and actually combine them into one, you would probably find that it would be the best. Now... The concept that I had in mind was, imagine a something that you would slip over your arm, which uh, if you, you, you would hold a handle in the front of it that actually has your analog stick, but now on the side of your arm, you would actually have a, a tablet-based device where you can actually touch it, choose your inventory, things along those lines, and you have that on both arms so that you can still use your controllers or still use your, your analog sticks, um, use tablets on either side, and actually utilize that with regards to motion sensing as well. Um, if you can combine all of those, okay, okay. granted it's going to cost you absolute fortune to probably purchase something like this, but it could probably give you the best uh, user experience aside from obviously using a mouse and keyboard. And yeah, I mean, it was just a concept in my own mind. I mean, I'll probably draw it up at some stage and, you know,
1: attempt to sell it to somebody but uh, well look it. I mean to, to merge your, your idea into what we have yes it would be expensive to do that for one company and then also for one person to buy it you know it. to have yeah but how about this then like where we are technologi- technologically instead of everyone copying the one style you have like say Nintendo uses the motion and then like Xbox uses the 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 you know i don't know the, the the glove technology and then sony uses the the camera technology and then eventually like down the line when the technology gets smaller and cheaper then certain companies can start merging the things and then also developing new things mm-hmm. you know so at, at one stage every console now comes with an inbuilt camera but now they'll develop something new in the future you know and uh, that's that's just what i'm wanting I'm, i just want something a bit more friggin' interesting from each company, rather than just the same old, same old.
0: No, you're right. You're right. No, you're definitely right there. Look, obviously, originally, with when the Wii came out, um, that was completely original. I mean, none of the comp- none of the their competitors had done that before, and yep. that's kind of why the Wii did so well um, in its early years. And uh,
2: that's why the Connect and the what was it, Sony Play or Move? So the, the PS Move. Move now. the Move. Yeah, why the Connect and the Move exist?
1: Yeah, that is, that is. That and is even that, let's not to say that there are terrible, terrible games on those devices, but can you, like, if I compare the excitement, and I will admit, I am a Nintendo fanboy. I am. I'll, like, something Nintendo, I'll, I'll most likely go over to that first before anything else. But the thing is, it's like, with the Nintendo stuff, I remember going to um, Rage Expo and, like, reading every little piece of news that I could get on the Wii. And the moment I got my Wii, I was, like, so freaking excited. I didn't give a... A darn about the, the PS3 <laughs> or the Xbox. The Xbox, I didn't even get a, a dawn. until... A, a darn. I'm trying palms. my best not to swear. I don't give a don. Gosh darn, that's darn very, it.
3: That's a very good effort there. This is the 50s.
1: <laughs> 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 uh, but, yeah, pretty much, I get, I get excited about Nintendo stuff because I know, like, fine, I know they're money-hungry whores, but that's what a company is. They want your money. They don't care that yeah. they that you either protect them or you have an opinion about them. No, they want your money. And that's fine. We live in a capitalist society. I support it 100%. I'll give them my money as long as they give me the experience. And it, with Xbox, the experience I got, I already had from the PS3. So my Xbox sits and gathers dust. My PS3, I, I pretty much play the hell out of that thing. And the the Wii, it's now gathering dust because they have not made anything interesting for it in the last year. I mean, there's one or two RPGs, but I mean, it's it's... Nothing that's made me, like, you know, go too crazy for it. My yeah. 3DS versus my Vita, on the other hand, I've, I have got my Vita, I was excited, I played it for, like, about a week and a half, but I'm, I'm back on my 3DS. Mostly because I think the Vita just doesn't have a good lineup right now, but the 3DS suffered from that as well. Yeah. But my yeah, point Nintendo. being is, Nintendo, I'm pretty darn certain... I'm not going to bet money on it because they every now and then do screw up, but I'm pretty darn certain they will bring something super interesting to the table, whereas the other companies won't do it. And then it'll last for about two, three years, and then they'll lose interest and then they'll develop something else. And we'll, we'll see. I mean, I'm surprised they, they haven't really promoted 3D technology on the Wii U. You know, I know that's what they're doing on the 3D. But you'd think that they try and mix for two somehow.
0: Yeah, you've got a good point there. I mean, I, I obviously, not you know, as far as I could see, nothing was showcased for with, you know... Um, 3D capabilities for, for the Wii U this year. Meanwhile, okay, to a certain degree, um, all the other consoles kind of have that as long as you have a 3D capable TV and you know, the glasses or, you know, or not considering some of the TVs now, you don't actually need to use glasses anymore. And, you know, obviously guess who came up with that technology first, Nintendo. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's interesting you talk about that because I mean, like when the Kinect first came out, I had that same sort of excitement that you're talking about with regards to the Wii, and I was I, mean, I was completely amped, you know, it, all the kind of games that I got, I was trying out and jumping around like crazy and losing my breath and being stiff the next day and all that sort of stuff, and, and eventually it just kind of lost its effect. But now, I look at a year later. And they're utilizing the Kinect for a different purpose, and they're using voice commands as the, the their primary push for the Kinect. And suddenly, I'm interested again. I'm playing Skyrim differently. I'm playing Mass Effect Three with voice commands.
1: And and that's a good and that's a good development for that system. That's fantastic. That to me was more innovative than now implying or Im, you know importing the the motion sensing stuff. Yeah. Even I mean, though you know, I guess I'll the two go hand in hand.
0: I'm also thinking to myself. I'm thinking, you know, why, why then the camera? They they should have just actually, you know, just given you the capability, effectively a long-range microphone, and given you the same sort of capabilities. Because I mean,
1: now they're yeah, reduce the tech on the camera and and put more technology into the. the You know, this
2: is the thing. The Connect was was sold because of the camera technology, and it's for a system that was based around the camera technology. It's not excruciatingly beautiful camera technology. It doesn't have fine detail sensing you know you can wiggle your fingers and it's not going to pick that up it picks to up your to. arm movement
0: they, they mentioned that it was supposed to be software based with the, that with regards to that and there was software yes hardware it. well apparently originally they they stated that the Kinect was able to actually pick up individual finger movements
2: i have software I've, well, needed to catch up uh yeah I, look i don't know if it was just the games i was playing but uh, when i first played on a connect i did try that
0: yeah, nothing supports it. <laughs> Software-based, nothing supports it at all.
2: Uh, so, Wesley, yeah. for yep. for your delight, when asked whether, about whether the Wii U was going to support 3D, D Air Water told Mercury News, if you're going to connect to Wii U with a home TV capable of displaying 3D images, technologically, yes, it is going to be possible. But that's not the area we are focusing on.
1: Oh, okay, so then it's pretty much going to be left up to the developers whether they'll put it in or not.
2: Can Which I, is basically I, what you have on a, the, the PS3 and the Xbox 360 at the moment.
1: Yeah.
0: Can, can I tell you something, though? What I personally think is that uh, 3D technology, combined with the tablet-based uh, gaming of the Wii U, is going to damage your eyes. Because what are you going to do? You're going to look at your 3D TV, unfocus from the 3D image, and look at your tablet that's sitting in front of you. Refocus on the 3D image in front of you. That can't be good for your
1: eyes, Dave. I'm sorry to contradict you, but that is yeah. excellent for your eyes. Um, basically, what oh, you're doing is you're doing wise, I- yeah, you're doing ex- no, you're doing eye exercises in that regard. You're looking down, you're looking into an actual 3D distance. Whereas for the last 20 years, gamers have been staring at a flat screen TV or screen that has had fake depth, fake yeah. 3D depth. You know, like so, if you play your 3D first-person shooter, your eyes are trying to focus to a 3D world that's not there. It's looking at a 2D flat screen. So, okay. now they're bringing in, not only are you using 3D, and whether you're using the 3D or not, you're looking at a TV far away, you're now actually bringing your eyes closer to focus towards you and then away again. And, though it probably won't be good, I think, you know, but at least it's going to be better than what has been done for the last 20, 30 years.
2: People will complain like hell because their eyes will get tired because their eyes are not used to that kind of exercise, but yeah, I have to agree with where it'll be. People will complain like exercise hell regardless. Exercising your eyes is actually a good thing. I, yeah, I know no, that okay, um, yeah. there, there are certain eye problems, lighter versions of the eye problem that I have, where um, eye exercises are indicated by doctors. So,
0: All right, you got a good point there. But, I mean, when, when you look at the play experience, that might not be a pleasant thing. Jack. Yeah,
1: well, again, that's something we'll have to see. Um, again, with Nintendo, they, they do work closely with sort of um, – well, I suppose closely is not the right word, but they do – like, you know, with the Wii U and the Wii Fit and everything, they did sort of work with, um, you know, ex- exercise people. I don't know what you would call them. I don't use them. Um, but <laughs>
2: Personal trainers?
1: I, I, I don't know if it was personal trainers, but pretty much let's just say that. They, they worked with people in the know. Um, and they were like, and those people promoted the Wii Fit. You marketing. know, they were like, you know, marketing they did. They were like, personal trainers. <laughs> yeah, but still the thing is, I mean, those look, obviously they had to use some sort of marketing, but it was at the same time, like, listen, This guy, Bobby Blakes, and his Tybo video, he supports this because, you know, now you can sell his Bobby Blakes Tybo Wii or whatever he needs to sell. I don't know if I'm mixing up references there. But my point being is they had people that were in support of it, and at the same time, those people knew, you know, like, you can't sell a fake product because otherwise you get a class action lawsuit and that just goes sour for everybody. It has to be legit. It might not be, oh, I'm going to look at my six-pack abs after I've played three hours of Zelda, but... It's going to be pretty much like at least you're not sitting on your ass anymore for three hours and and just getting fat, like certain Diablo three players who die after three nights.
0: I've only ever looked at my pot belly after playing three, <laughs> three hours of Zelda. <laughs> that's that's that, that's the extent I can actually.
2: Oh, I don't know. Zelda's a puzzle game, and supposedly certain. Mental puzzles can help you lose weight because you're burning through sugar and calories to make your brain work harder.
0: Oh, maybe I've got a six-pack in my brain. My my brain is more. I <laughs> oh, no, I more I know for a
2: fact I've got a six-pack.
1: It's just it's just it's just um, a six padded.
2: Doctor papers in your fridge.
1: No, no, no. <laughs> it's just my 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 lean mean god godlike body is just padded with a little bit of extra <laughs> padding. Yeah. Whatever.
2: Gamer's <laughs> Kevlar.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know. I mean yeah. If I had to lose this, I'm pretty sure I'd, I'd be Kratos-level Spartan.
2: Okay, well, look, you
0: know, obviously on the motion-based side of things, you know, you know, we've discussed it, you know, I don't think there's any doubt that, you know, Microsoft and Sony are copying Nintendo on that sort of side of things. The interesting thing this year at E3 was that it looks like Nintendo is starting to change their tune with regards to hardcore gaming and are starting mm. to showcase things are, that are a little bit more adult-based. And even though the Wii, as an example, have had some, um, you know, more more adults related games like, you know, Resident Evil 4 and, you know, several other But was
2: that one? Mad World.
0: Yeah, Mad World. That, that's actually a very good example. But, uh, you know, I think yeah, you know how long it took people's to people's get...
2: idea of hardcore gaming. Because, no, you know, you know how long we say it took... hardcore gaming and we always think Call of Duty and in those... Clone shooters, you know, may, maybe just because the they didn't term, come out on the Wii,
1: yeah. I'm going use the
0: wrong term, but I mean, at oh. the end of the day, you know, more uh, gruesome gaming. Yes. This is, put it that way, <laughs> and uh, you know, as we've seen now at E3, uh, they they're kind of changing their tune. I mean, they showcased a particular game this year, which which actually looked more gruesome than the majority of things I've seen in quite a while, and. You know okay I was impressed with the game and obviously the game we're talking about now is Zombie U. And Dave that
2: wasn't gruesome that was beautiful. <laughs> it was like a chorus of angels opened the clouds and the sun streamed forth and God spoke to me and said play this.
0: Okay you've been playing Diablo 3 for too long you're actually getting angels and demons mixed up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no 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 it was it's 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 a beautiful beautiful zombie game.
0: I know, it, it, it looks absolutely fantastic, but it, it's it's incredibly, incredibly gory from what I can see. I mean, the the, the official trailer for it showcased at, on, at Nintendo's conference was literally, was pretty hectic, was absolutely crazy. Lots of blood, you know, lots of guts. Okay, granted, it wasn't,
2: um, you know... Oh, you know what, that's actually what I expect from a zombie game, especially after Left 4 Dead 2 with the... Um, The physics of when you shot apart a zombie, all these guts flying everywhere. It's it's kind of what I expect from a zombie game. We are talking about people that are trying to eat other people.
0: Yeah, look, a a zombie game, it doesn't surprise me. Nintendo, it does. Or something that they're actually showcasing at E3. That kind of does surprise me, I have to admit. And that's why I'm saying that they're kind of changing their tune a bit with regards to things. I mean, that was heavily showcased at E3. And and probably one of the best... um, one of the best showings at E3 as well. Uh, the dynamics well,
1: of that game are just
0: unbelievable.
1: I think, though, with the Wii U as well, uh, and I, I, do believe, I do believe Nintendo has mentioned that they are going for the more core market of gamers, the, the older generations that seem to have sort of come through, basically trying to call back the PlayStation 3, Xbox gamers that sort of left because the Wii went all family friendly. So they actually want, like how they're doing for 3DS and the DS, they want the DS to still keep living. I think they still want the Wii to be around for family fun, and then the Wii U to be sort of a single-player experience with hardcore their, graphics.
2: Their take on the next-gen console.
1: Well, you know, yeah, I suppose.
2: Because, I mean, they're digging Assassin's Creed on there, and a whole yeah, lot of other...
1: Right,
0: Batman, Arkham City, okay, look, you know, that's not necessarily R-rated, but, you know, it's, it's up there. And, uh, yeah. you know, and yeah, I mean, I, that, I, I like the fact that Nintendo is diversifying with regards to uh, the the, the age-ranking and, and family-friendly sort of uh, dynamic that they might have had before. And I think that's pretty cool. I mean, look, like I said, you know, with the Wii, there were certain games that were, you know, less family-friendly than others, but they weren't heavily showcased by Nintendo. They weren't uh, effectively promoted specifically by Nintendo. At E3, and and now that's that's changed. I mean, you know, like what well, but said, part right?
2: part of the thing there might have been because Zombie U uses that tablet controller really well. Yeah, but I mean, I mean that
0: was pretty much one of the first games that they actually showcased at the Nintendo conference, and wow, I mean, I I, I personally didn't expect that, and I, I thought that was a bit unusual. And, and, and kind of makes me think that they're changing their tune slightly with regards to their, di- their, their core dynamic, let's put it that way.
1: Well, it's a welcome change, and I mean, I hope it works out for them. But at the same time, I hope they don't lose sort of that family... That that I don't think they thing. will. If you look at I... the
2: other stuff that they have lined up for the Wii U, I think they, they're just sitting up and saying, okay, we are a business, we need to make money, let's go for some of the more gory games and the first-person shooters so that we get... We can steal the Sony and Microsoft market back.
0: Yeah. Well, look. Uh, you know, in my mind, they're, they're diversifying, and that's that's always a good thing. And I think Nintendo mm. did, you know, came to a realization they needed to diversify in order to keep up with the other guys with regards to sales. I mean, the Wii, U, the the Wii itself, the original Wii, was you know dipping with regards to popularity. Okay, granted, it's you know effectively. Now, yes. At this, point, at this point, there's
1: like two people on the planet who don't own it, and the one guy is blind, <laughs> so really it's...
2: And, and the other guy is a Tibetan monk who's never seen technology in his life. Yeah, those oh, are the only own two own people bed, on the planet,
1: planet that don't have one. Oh, I sold my Wii so I could get my Xbox. And Dave, three people on the planet that don't have a Wii. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but and my that, point is... It's secretly, it's
2: just... secretly, Dave cries at night regretting that decision.
1: Yeah, look, I it, took, it took PlayStation... <laughs> It took it took PlayStation. I think like four years. The PlayStation Three took like three or four years to overtake the Wii in sales, and then barely. And then, I and mean, then even and the then DS. And then they had to
2: discontinue the PlayStation Two to be able to do that.
1: Yeah, I mean the yeah the PlayStation Two was still outselling it. Um, remember that the Wii had the same,
0: pretty much the same graphics as the PS Two as well. Well, it's it, they use a
1: different engine. the PS
2: Two weren't actually bad graphics.
0: Yeah, but
2: I mean, it's all In black, PS2 graphics
1: are quite good. PS2 graphics aren't HD. That's the problem, Tamsin. And if it's not HD, it's not a game worth playing.
2: Exactly. I'm glad yes, you
1: of course. <laughs> I was being sarcastic.
2: Did, did, didn't, didn't you notice the tone? Yeah, no, I,
1: was,
0: I was negating the sarcasm and actually trying to... <laughs> no, but... Warning, I, I think may contain traces of sarcasm. <laughs> they, they needed to create a HD console
1: and, and kind of up the graphics of, of some of the games. No argument there because that's, that's just where technology... um like where culture goes with this type of, the type of thing. When, when you get used to... Sorry, while... Well, it's just, like, I'm used to playing on the PS3 a lot now as well. And, like, all my games are in HD, and I, I watch it on a 50-inch TV. So, now when I go back to the Wii, and the Wii has no support for 50-inch. It's like, you know, they just didn't give a damn. And it's like, not only am I playing lower res, but I'm playing stretched out lower res. So, it does look terrible. And, you know, you once you get used to a certain caliber, once once you eat freaking delicious food every day and then you have to go back to two-minute noodles, you don't want to do that. as, as it, awesome as two-minute noodles are, you know, yeah. you can't stop eating the delicious gourmet chicken.
0: I think part of the reason Nintendo never went on the HD side of things is because of their core dynamic. Uh, if you look at family-based gaming and, you know, gaming for kids, um, you give a kid a Nintendo Wii and you give them an Xbox in high definition, they don't That's care. You know, at, at the end of the day, they want to have fun. They don't really care if it's just blocks on the screen that they're playing. So, look, you know, graphics was never really something which Nintendo focused on as much as Xbox or, or as Microsoft or Sony because well, they were you see the thing is, again, for a
1: different audience. Xbox and PS3 is aimed at an older audience. I mean, even if you just look at their games, it's aimed at an older audience and that older audience can buy themselves well, theoretically, can buy themselves bigger screen, high-res TVs. Yeah. Whereas the kid... I mean, if a kid has a flat-screen 52-inch TV in his room just so he can play his PS3, then you've got to start asking some questions. But, you know, I mean, as a kid, I I had a TV in my room, and that was freaking amazing. But it was like a really small little cruddy black-and-white TV that, you know, if I could get my Sega working on it, I was so impressed. Ah, And uh, let me uh, me tell you now that playing Sonic the Hedgehog in black-and-white is not cool.
3: (laughs) It wouldn't be. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that, that, would, that would traumatize me, I think, playing, playing Sonic in... in <laughs> playing I
1: class. survived.
0: Good yeah. um, Anyway, yeah, so there were a couple of other cool things which they showcased for the Wii U this year. Uh, Pikmin 3, uh, I saw the trailer for Pikmin 3, I, I'd never played any of the previous games. And I have to admit, uh, I was pretty impressed.
1: Yeah, like, the, f- the first one was um, on the GameCube. Um, and since the GameCube was a sort of a very difficult thing to get in this country, I can understand why a lot of Safricans haven't really played it. But, I mean, hell, if you enjoy Fast, Furious, crazy, sort of RP- uh, RTS-style gameplay, then um, you won't be disappointed with Pikmin. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. Like, you, there's a lot of micromanagement in this game. And if you, if you like micromanaging and you like funny little jokes you know, well, not jokes, I guess, but the whole Pikmin story is just, it's, it's just retarded. <laughs> um, you know, from watching the
0: trailer for Pikmin 3, I mean, I'm, I kind of regret that I never played the previous ones. Cause
1: oh, no, look, it, it's its ridiculous fun. It's a hell of a lot of fun. It's just, as I said, the story is like, I guess it's like, um, have you ever played Animal Crossing?
3: Uh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, you know like how in Animal Crossing you just end up in this town and then you're forced to sort of Collect money to pay off that freaking raccoon, mm-hmm. right? It's 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 like that 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 sort of attitude. It's like here you are, do this, do this now, because while well, we're telling you to do it, and like okay, at the end, you know. But the whole time there's this crazy awesome game you're playing. So yeah, that's pretty cool. So it's stress without stress. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's fun stress. Let's put it that way. Up.
0: Okay. Well, yeah, that 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 looked pretty good. Uh, it looks like they're adding a couple of new elements to it. Um, I know they made a big deal that they're adding a new type of Pikmin. Um, it's like a coal Pikmin or something like that. This little black blob with a leaf coming out the top of its head. Um, and yeah, it just looks interesting. Uh, they, they also mentioned they're, ad- they're adding a lot more RTS sort of uh, aspects to it as well. Um, instead of having one leader now for your Pikmin, you now have several so that you can actually jump to different locations and actually, you know, maneuver on the map. <laughs> Uh, a bit easier, you know, with, with more options available to you, which is which is kind of cool. And I was pretty impressed with it. It looks like something I would enjoy. It looks like a, a really, a really base sort of RTS, which is not trying to push you to defeat the enemy as such, but more to progress throughout the, the stage, which I think I might enjoy quite a lot, actually. But we'll have to see. Yeah. Um, one, one of the bigger games for the Wii U that was showcased, which surprisingly wasn't showcased on any of the other consoles, uh, was Rayman Legends, which is the official sequel to Rayman Origins, which I know we all loved. Um, and yeah, that, that looks absolutely fantastic. That's utilizing the Wii U controller
3: quite well, actually.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, I like... Yeah, it's, it's cool that they're bringing in um, interesting functionality. But, well, what I saw in the trailer was... Um, how the person using the tablet can help you gather those little singing bugs a little bit easier as well
0: yeah well, there's um you know from what i saw i mean you 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 can manipulate this this new particular character on the screen as well using the wii u tablet and this this character actually manipulates the stage around you so in other words if there's um something that's blocking your path you would use that little character to actually push it out of your path or or maybe shifted center of gravity that's a, you can jump onto a platform that was sitting with the one side you know completely out of balance um so there's a lot you can actually use it for which is kind of cool um but it looks like a true successor to rayman origins which obviously is a fantastic game and yeah that, that had quite a big following
1: at e3 this year which is kind of cool yeah well look i mean rayman origins was a, a beautiful game and they really used music really well in that Oh yeah. So I mean, yeah, it's gonna. I'm also expecting good things for it. Yeah,
0: definitely. Uh, obviously, there's uh, there's more Mario games this year, which is kind of cool. Uh, there's a a new Super Mario game from 3DS and a, a new one for the Wii U. Um, from what I saw, they look pretty much the same, but um, I don't know. I, I, I know Wesi you're a little bit more clued up on what the difference is. Especially, well, with regards to what they are actually the sequels of. Um, the one for 3DS is New Super Mario Brothers
1: 2, um, which will be the sequel to the DS's New Super Mario Brothers. Okay. Um, you know that'll be, I think, focusing just on sort of single player play. But again, from what I've heard, there's going to be some sort of co-op mission stuff there as well. Okay, that's kind of cool.
0: Um, the trailer that I saw though was for New Super Mario Brothers U. Yeah,
1: that's the one that's been, with all the gold flying around.
0: Yes, all all the gold flying around, all the different, um, uh, like, like almost Yoshi-type characters that you pick up. There's one that blows bubbles. There's one that um, allows you to float in the air. It it looks like they're going way
1: overboard with this Mario game, which I think, you know,
0: it's it's kind of something that that people probably wanted.
1: Um, Look, um. Uh, look, this one, if, if it's based, which I think it is, the new Super Mario Bros. stuff is all platformer stuff. So it's not going to be Galaxy-style, you know, third-person yeah, no, 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 playing. No, definitely... um, which, on the 3DS, they just released that Mario Bros. 3D. So, you know, it's... it's that I think they'll probably now go on... Because that's what they do. It's, it's they do the, the third-person <laughs> one, and then they do the platformer, and then third-person the platform. It's weird that they're releasing two platformers at the same time. I've, I've, I don't know. I've never seen that before. Yeah, this this new Super Mario Brothers. You uh, apparently you can play five players with it now. Uh, yeah, uh, you... same as uh,
0: Rayman Origins, actually. Oh, sorry. Oh, like I thought
1: with Rayman Origins you were still limited to three, uh, four. No, uh, apparently
0: okay. five with Rayman, Land- Rayman Legends.
1: Well, I guess it does not make sense, but I mean that's crazy. Um, I, I don't even know if I have five friends, and I can't afford five freaking <laughs> controllers. What the hell? <laughs>
0: That's why you get them to buy it, Wesley.
1: Or you oh, get it to them please. as you don't know it's... my friends. It's like, I don't think any of them know how money works. Okay. They're all buying houses and cars. I'm like, what the hell, man? Buy a freaking video game once in a while. Yeah.
2: It's... Apparently, I'm not counted <laughs> as your friend anymore.
1: Well, you don't buy cars or houses. Tamsin, you're a gamer friend. That, that's
0: very different. You understand. <laughs> you see, Obviously, these people buying cars and stuff
1: just, just don't get it. <laughs> Who you needs buy a, car. a car? Yeah, exactly. You know, you're buy a Wii, Wii U and then buy a racing game, there you have a car. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, you know, I have Gran Turismo 5. I have over a thousand cars. You Thank jelly. You.
2: And, and, and when you crash them, you don't have to pay extra insurance premiums.
1: Yes.
0: If you're at home, that's where all your consoles are and all your gaming platforms I mean, Well, unless you have a, a 3DS and PS Vita and you're walking around with them.
3: Which but I do...
1: So why would you want to get it anywhere else? I'm lying. No, no, I get it. It's like, the thing is, with my Wii, I had to buy three Wii controllers. I had, I've uh. got three PS3 controllers. My Xbox only has two because I refused to buy a third one because I don't even play two player games with anybody on the Xbox. Hmm. It, it, the thing was, I had to buy those extra controllers if I wanted to play four players. And I have these friends. It's just that, you know, we never play four player games except for Guitar Hero and Rock Band.
3: Yeah, it's very... And really I have
1: to buy all the situation. instruments anyway. Really.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, so anyway, I mean, like, you know, to sum it up with regards to the Wii U, I mean, me personally, I think that's, well, it's pretty much one of the only uh, pieces of technology that was showcased this year. That's, you know, that beyond anything else we know, short of Microsoft smart glass technology and, uh, you know, John Carmack uh, showcasing his new, um, you know, virtual... 3D virtual glasses. Um, and for me it was the most impressive, especially looking at something like Zombie U. Because I mean Zombie U, if you get killed in that game, that character dies. And you have to start up as another character. And I mean, for for that as a zombie game, I and mean, that that's fantastic. And they could have they could have done that for Xbox or PS3. Instead, they're doing it for a Nintendo device. And I think that's innovative just because of that I think that's absolutely brilliant
3: very very cool
1: again I'm sure Nintendo just sort of grabbed it as soon as they could I mean again they they're busy pioneering while everyone else is sort of stuck on the motion controls we're
0: well, looking and, and then, then I, I sold I sold my Wii for an for an Xbox I told you guys that already but now I'm, I'm sitting and I'm going wow okay when is the Wii U coming out I want one I seriously want one it's it's on the top of my list for for anything until they announce a new Xbox. But I mean, you know, don't know how innovative <laughs> that's going to be.
2: And and, and but, then he sells his Wii U for an Xbox Next Box
0: Xbox Seven Twenty um, blah 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 blah. No, I'll try not to do that again. I'm gonna I'm I'm actually at a point now where I actually want to start from scratch and, and start with the original Nintendo console and actually buy upwards from there and actually get a console every month.
2: Those can get expensive. It
0: depends how far back you go. I last.
1: still have my Famicom somewhere. I just have to go find it. My SNES, however, and my N64 gone. I know it for a fact I sold them.
0: I'll send you my shipping details. You can send me your,
1: your, your <laughs> Famicom. No.
0: I had a chance to see uh, one of the original um, watch and play. What or, or was it? Um the Nintendo, the handheld Nintendo consoles that you had, with just the one game on it.
1: Oh, game and watch.
0: Yes, game and watch. I saw one of those yesterday, actually.
1: Yeah, they, we've got a store here in Victoria that that um, has like a whole bunch of these classic devices, but they wanted like I think two grand for the one game and watch, and I just laughed at their faces.
0: Seriously,
1: wow. That's yeah, they expecting way too much.
0: I was actually speaking to my friend. I mean, this this one that uh, that that she showed me was a. Uh, Original Donkey Kong
1: for that. You might get some good money for that. <laughs> yeah, no, you can. You can do. Oh, put yeah, it on eBay. eBay. To put it on eBay and put it. Um, what do you call it? Just yeah, don't put like a limit on it. Just see how far people bid. And, Definitely. <laughs> yeah, good
2: thought. there were those old up. arcade consoles? Oh, I can't remember the name of them now, but it was as though that's one of those specific old arcade consoles. And I what went name, looking for... cabinet? Uh... Can't remember the name. But I went anyway, looking for it, it on eBay, and, it was like, the, the console itself was going for over, like, $5,000. Wow. And one game was over $1,000. So, you know, like I said, some of the older consoles can get really expensive. Yeah, it a
0: bit hectic. You need to find a family member who just doesn't realize what they have and
3: just pay them, like,
4: five <laughs> bucks takeaway. <laughs> no,
2: no, well, no, no. Well, so. Look at all the shit you have in your attics, man. I'll clean it out for you for ten bucks.
0: Exactly, yeah. <laughs>
2: Get them to pay you.
0: <laughs> that's that's looking ahead. That's that's actually very clever. I must actually try and sell that service. I'll start a business, I'll have all the consoles before before you know it.
1: <laughs> I'm too freaking honest for my own good. I'd like I'd find one and I'll be like, oh this is worth like a thousand rand I'll be like, oh okay we're gonna go sell it will be like, damn it.
0: I would be like, yeah, this is worth a 1000 rand." Okay, uh, cheers, bye. (laughs) That's that's me. That's the extent of my honesty. I'll be like, hey, guess what? You just gave this to me. You lost that, sorry. (laughs) Okay, but I mean, you know, look, uh, we we discussed a lot of of the Wii U. Um, There was a lot of stuff with regards to the other manufacturers, which which was quite interesting. Um, One of the more interesting games that, that I saw was Dishonored. I know you guys don't know much about it. Um, It's uh, developed by Bethesda. And unlike the rest of the games, it's um, not open world. Very linear and very stealth-based. It's set in a uh, steampunk environment. And it looks like it's actually going to be pretty good. The graphics are fantastic, um, firstly. Secondly, um, you're able to do some interesting things within it. Uh, you're able to uh, not teleport, but uh, shift from one location to another. You're able to jump from, you know, high areas on the roof. Uh, granted, you must remember this is still all first person, you know, as Bethesda does best. And uh, you're able to do things like possess rats, uh, possess fish, and actually be able to sneak into specific buildings to take care of your targets. And, and do things which a lot of other games just don't seem to focus on. And it, it just looks really good. It looks it looks like a worthwhile game to play. Um, not much has been revealed regarding the game. But it, it looks like it's going to uh, definitely be worth playing. Um,
1: yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah,
0: it should be quite awesome. Uh, yeah, Call of Duty. Obviously, they announced the new Call of Duty. How can they not at E3? It's become a, a part of our staple diet.
1: Uh, except this time, and
2: therefore, not something that you ever have to explain. Well,
1: yeah, I like I, I, if, if 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 they had not mentioned a Call of Duty, I think I would have been more excited. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, it is a bit different this year though, because uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Two, which they've announced, uh, I'm not sure if you guys are aware, it's now futuristic. Apparently, it does fit into the original Black Ops storyline, but several years later, 2020.
2: So it's basically Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, pretending to be Black Ops.
0: Well, Modern Warfare is set in in recent times, not necessarily, you know, 20 years in the future. Um, Or 10 years in the future. I'm getting my maths mixed up. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there's going to be robots to a certain degree, and uh, drones and all sorts of other interesting things. And now we're not talking about the multiplayer (laughs) campaign, where... In Modern Warfare 3 and, and Black Ops, you could utilize your remote-controlled vehicles. Um I'm talking about those little you know, remote-controlled toys with the uh, bombs in the back. I can't remember the name now. I'm sorry. Please you know, forgive me. But, RC cars? Uh, RC cars.
1: What, what are we referring to exactly?
0: Uh, the one kill streak that you get where you have a small remote-controlled car that you can shoot around the map, and when you get to the guy, you explode it.
1: No, it's gone after that.
0: <laughs> I can't remember. Anyway, I'm talking about proper drones. I'm talking about like controllable aircraft and controllable tanks and things like that, and that's going to be part of it. it it's, it's, it's incredibly you know, futuristic with regards to what they're used to, and it, it looks very interesting in that regard. Like I said, it does stick with the original Black Ops storyline. The original Black Ops storyline mostly focused on the original Cold War, Black Ops 2 will focus on a future second Cold War, and um, they they have done a lot of research with regards to potential political developments in the future, possible issues with China, and it looks to be interesting in that regard. So, in other words, they're going more the route of Ghost, Re- Ghost Recon and
1: Future Soldier. So, Which is fine. I mean, I to, yeah. I'll i probably still end up buying it and playing it, and we're going to probably have a good time.
0: Yeah, me as well. Uh, it also looks to be a little bit more open world with regards to the single player as well. You're able to select the units that you want to use within the the war that you're actually fighting in. You can also choose which particular skirmishes you want to fight in with regards to the war. Um, all of those things that you choose will affect the outcome of the war as you go along. So in other words, um, if you play a specific element of that war, that will be locked out with, regardless whether you win or lose and will actually manipulate the endgame at the end of the day. So they are actually bringing a lot more RPG elements into it. It's not now just with multiplayer, you know, building up your level and being able to access new weaponry and new perks. Now you're doing
1: that within the single player as well, and it's more open. I don't know. That, uh, that just seems to me like it's so... Sort of, I, I know every game is trying to, like, push the bar and, and bring something new, which I do welcome. It's just, I don't know, every now and then I just think they, they're trying too hard. You know, like, I, I like open world stuff, but I also like sort of a direct storyline. And it's just weird. Lately, it's like where everything should be open-world is is getting this, like, you know, pull-by-the-nose storyline, and everything that should be pull-by-the-nose storyline is getting the open-world treatment.
0: Yeah, look, I, I do think they needed to change things up significantly. I um,
1: suppose it is Call of I, Duty. I, I,
0: my personal feeling is that they are... Uh, both Call of Duty and Battlefield are kind of looking to each other for inspiration. Um, you know, obviously, you look at the... the, the the Battlefield games you have more open maps. So now, if, if Activision looked at Battlefield and said, "Okay, well, they've got open maps. We're going to make a completely open world for our game itself, the single player," um, you know, they're just trying to better them at the end of the day. I mean, the new Call of Duty has got vehicles as well that you'll be able to utilize. Um, that just wasn't really a factor within Call of Duty previously, yes. um, unless you are playing the multiplayer, and that, that's just a kill streak. You know, on battlefield side, they, they're starting to make more close quarters um, combat as well. I mean, w- one of the expansion packs that's coming out is going to be, is actually, I think it's called Close Combat. And is going to be more focused on actually being in smaller environments. And obviously that's where Call of Duty has excelled. So it's quite interesting. It, it looks like they're learning from each other, if not trying to copy each other. So, yeah, that's a good thing. I like it.
1: Yeah, I, I guess I'm just I'm just predicting doom. That's all.
0: Yeah, uh, there will be doom. You will get people who will, you know, nay say Call of Duty regardless of what happens. But at least they're trying something different. And effectively, that's for the last couple of years. That's what everyone's been complaining about. They wanted them to try something different. Now they're doing it. They like it or they don't like it. At least give them the benefit of the doubt because they needed to try. And I'm yeah. glad they are. Um, there's another Call of Duty, which is coming out as well. That's uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Declassified for the PS Vita. I've seen very little on it, but apparently it does actually have a different storyline to the original Black Ops. So it's not rehashed. Uh, my personal belief is uh, if I had to a handheld device with it, which had the multiplayer Call of Duty Black Ops, I would be happy. Not that Black Ops is my favorite. Necessarily, it's just that um, Call of Duty on a handheld device multiplayer would just immediately be the best thing.
1: Yeah, we'll have to see what happens with that again. (laughs) You know, that sounds like a cop out, but again, I I just I get so worried about stuff like that. Not, but yeah, I guess why why should I be worried? I'm not the one spending billions of of dollars trying to you know get it out there, and at the same same time still satisfy the fans.
0: You, you're also the only one of us who has a PS Vita, though. And
1: yeah, you, you all, but you I,
0: I can... have kind of a bit of a Call of Duty fan.
1: You do no, look, I, I love Call of Duty, and I love first-person shooters in general, but they get... Every single first-person shooter game I have, except for Portal 2, is on my PC. And the reason why I got the Portal 2 on PS3 was so I could play with some other friends who had it on um, PS3. And when it, like when it came to Battlefield 3... Um, it was quite funny. I think like, I have one friend, who's not even really a friend of mine, on my Battlefield 3 account, versus, like, the 50 of my friends who have it on Xbox. So, yeah, my point is this, I don't I don't really play first-person shooters on anything but a PC, so I don't really see me buying it for PS Peter, <laughs> Peter, but if I find it in the bargain bin, I probably will end up with it, since it'll be a unique title type thing. Yeah, fair enough. But I, I think we just need to see more on it, and and actually see what it's what
0: it's really going to reveal about what the PS Vita can do for first-person shooters. I'm, I'm hopeful for it, just just very simply because of the fact that it's got the, the, the two analog controls, and, uh, you know, unlike the 3DS. Look, I, I, I like the controls for the 3DS, and, uh, you know, I love the games which are competitive on it, which there's only one I can think of, which is um, Kid Icarus, um, with regards to multiplayer, but the the touchscreen yep. on that thing... I'd rather use a mouse and keyboard or effectively two analog controls. So, yeah. But anyway, regardless of that, um, on the PS3, one of the the first games that they showcased for the official Sony conference was a game called Beyond, which I'm pretty sure the the PlayStation uh, podcast members for IGN are going to be kind of happy with the name. Um, That's effectively the same title as their PlayStation Three podcast. Um, so yeah, it's kind of interesting. It's uh, the same guys who made Heavy Rain and previously before that Fahrenheit. Um, so it looks like it's going to be one of our new new age point and click games. And yeah, I mean the graphics look fantastic. They showcased a I think a fifteen or twenty minute demo to start things off, but showcased the uh, graphical graphical technology behind it. Uh, obviously, unlike Call of Duty or anything like that, well, it wasn't all explosions and major happenings, but uh, people were impressed. So, I mean, I think that's that's going to do pretty well. Not too sure even uh, even what the storyline is, to be very honest, but...
2: Oh, yeah, even... I, I tried looking it up, and all I got was that it stars Ellen Page and possibly Willem Dafoe. Yeah,
0: oh, I saw nice. the Willem Dafoe thing, that's... You have this
1: more to it. Well, look, if it's it's the same company who brought us Heavy Rain, I can tell you it's going to be convoluted and really, really long.
2: Willem Dafoe will end up being the bad guy.
1: Well, yeah, but... He's always
2: the bad guy.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, how could he not be? If it's not his voice, his face. I mean, could you imagine a good guy looking like that? Imagine he is the bad guy. Okay, wait,
2: I know one movie where he wasn't the bad guy. Hmm. Boondock Saints.
1: Ah, good point. Well, he was sort of the the. He wasn't well, a good was guy the either. Guy. Yeah, he was. He was the sort of the. I don't know what you call. I don't know what the trope is, but it's it's the. He was against the protagonists. I guess he's the antagonist. Thing well, the good guys were. No,
2: he wasn't. In there. He wasn't actually against the. He was just doing his
1: job, but he was the, he was the foil the foible to the main characters. He was. Well, I suppose he and really he, wasn't. And in the end,
2: people. he didn't. He, in the end, he landed up helping them. So.
1: Well, that's because he just believed in, in their way, and I mean, then again, it comes down to they were killing people, regardless of whether you think they were killing bad people or was it... Listen, this is a game and... podcast, not a movie <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I was just letting it run. He, like I was just like, "Oh, he, he also, also, also went." Way of... Dave, you no, I have an <laughs> no opinion beliefs. about everything. Please, uh, well, let's have the Pixel Movie Cast at some other point. But <laughs> yeah, we will do that one day. But um... he, he
2: went the way of the actor from Blade, and. Um... Oh, Dirty Dancing. What are those guys' names?
0: Ryan Reynolds? And no. What? No, what? he was in Blade 3.
2: No, no, I'm um, talking about Blade was... himself.
0: Oh, uh, Wesley
3: Snipes.
2: Wesley Snipes? Oh, were you asking and... the name of the actor? Yeah, what's the guy from Dirty Dancing? Patrick Swayze.
1: Patrick yes. Swayze, yeah. Willem yeah, went the
2: way of Wesley Snipes and Patrick Swayze in Boondock Saints.
1: Fancy Hero?
2: <laughs> Dressed as a woman.
1: Oh, okay.
2: Cross dressing. He only
1: did that for That's, fun.
0: It's a gaming podcast. How did we not get to that that point where we realized that? <laughs> 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 you know, it, it completely fits into the entire conversation. And uh, not at all. <laughs> okay, alright, but um, <laughs> Diablo three <laughs> <laughs> No, we talked we talked enough about Diablo three the last podcast. I think we can actually skip it for a change. You know what hey, rhymes
1: goes- with E3? E3! Woo!
0: Oh. Okay. I'm not playing it at the moment, so I'm, yeah. People Sacrilege. To okay. Um, also, okay. You know, we're what, going else?
2: You know what else they showed at E3? Crisis 3, which is the third installment, just like...
1: Diablo 3!
0: <laughs> yeah, I was actually, uh, actually about to mention that. Uh, Crisis 3. <laughs> <laughs> nice segue, Tamsin. <laughs> very cool. Okay, just just to our listeners, it was actually on our list. <laughs> okay, but uh, yeah, but aside from that, I mean, Crisis Three um, has been showcased very briefly. They had kind of like a teaser trailer of it at E3, and you know, the, the way they're promoting it at the moment, it looks like it's going to be more open world. Uh, not too surprising, considering Crytek is also. Uh, showcasing Far Cry Three, or am I wrong? Is it Ubisoft? Have they taken it over?
1: No, I it should we'll be Crytek. Think. I mean, that's or their sort of be their be. flagship thing and everything.
0: Yeah, I recall seeing the Ubisoft logo, so I think they actually might be handed. No, that might just be us. the publishing. I might be wrong. Yeah, no, you're list. right. You're right. That might just be that. But anyway, um, yeah. So Crisis Three, uh, the big thing about it is, it looks like it's going to be open world again. Uh, one of the only weapons showcased in it was a, um, a bow that you can use in the game, which seems a little bit uh, non Crisis 3, but uh, hey, we'll have uh, to see.
1: Look, I, I, I don't know, bows are awesome, even though you're going to have this really crazy futuristic world. It's cool having a composite bow, I guess. And hey, if anybody makes bows look cool, watch the new Avengers. Freaking, that was awesome. That was good. That was good. I watched it recently, I was incredibly impressed with that. And, um, now we just have to wait for the really, really crappy Avengers game to come out.
0: Yeah, it, it doesn't look that great, so I have to admit that that was another game that was showcased at E3, and it just wasn't showcased.
1: It's a movie well. game. You can't expect it to be
0: good. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's very true. Um, a new De- Dead Island has been shown. Um, I'm not too sure whether it's an expansion pack or an actual se- sequel. But it, it, you know, if it's Dead Island, it's going to be good. I mean, I I don't think you guys actually played Dead
1: Island at all. No, I played it on somebody else's computer, but to be honest, I I wasn't blown away. I think I still prefer um, Left 4 Dead when it comes to zombies. I
0: I, I prefer Dead Island. I have to be
1: very honest with you there. Dave, listen, okay? (laughs) We're going to have to take you to a video game concentration camp or something.
0: My favorite zombie game was Plants vs. Zombies, and no one can.
1: Oh, right. Okay, I'm with you on that. I thought
0: you were going to disagree with me. I was actually. No, dude, that's a great game. Uh, It's a good game. Um, Okay, but yeah, so a new Dead Island game. I mean, uh, that looks pretty interesting. Uh, Yeah,
2: there's very little known about it. It There have been tweets that say that um, it is the next installment in the story. Okay. And there's been some speculation that it's only a. Ugh. Oh, I'm losing all my words tonight. Expansion pack? Expansion pack. Okay. Because it's, the price is pretty low for a, a new, full new game. Okay, that's interesting. But their excuse for that is that they're coming to the end of the lives of the current you know, Xbox, PS3. Uh,
0: anyway, with regards to Dead Island, uh, I think a lot of people, if they were going to hear Dead Island news at E3, they were kind of expecting to hear news of Dead World that that particular uh, name was was uh, patented earlier on this year by the same company that created Dead Island. So Anticipation, anticipation has been building for an announcement of something called Dead World, um, which obviously wasn't showcased at E3, so we still know absolutely nothing about it. Uh, yeah. So yeah, we'll have to just wait and see what Riptide is actually going to be. Uh, like I said, I haven't seen anything about it, so, yeah, all I know is I'm excited for it, because I love the
1: original Deadline, so, that's great. Well, like, uh, zombie, zombie slaying is, is fun, no matter who you are. Yeah, of course. Yep. More zombies, the better. <laughs> Just, uh,
0: they must leave my face. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, another pseudo-zombie game, which uh, has been announced and was looked at briefly at E3, was Dead Space 3. And I don't know how you guys feel about the previous games, but uh, I do know it's one of the only games that has actually continued to freak me out as I've been playing it. Dead Space 1, Dead Space 2, they both had moments in that ge- in, in those games where I haven't felt, since I played the original Resident Evil, with the zombie dogs jumping through the window. So I'm looking forward to Dead Space 3. I'm hoping it's going to be as good as it looks.
1: Well, look, I, I know for... Like at first I thought it was just me like in the sense of how easily I do not get scared or how hard it is to scare me um, but there was this I know I don't get scared very easily um, because of this one game I was playing it was like, it's a free game I should actually link it on the site and what it does is you have to keep going down and down and down and uses like sound and scary stuff to really sort of get you but it, it, it's a randomly generated dungeon that you just keep walking down the stairs until randomly a thing just pops out and scares you now, everybody I've seen... Sorry? Was it Penumbra? Uh, uh, no, no. Look, like it's a free little flash. Well, not a flash thing, but like a, somebody uses Unity just to generate this random thing. Hmm. It's, um, I've got it somewhere in my computer. Anyway, I'll, I'll probably link it on the site at some point. But anyway, you watch videos of people playing this, and they freak out, you know, flipping tables and punching computer screens and whatever. When it happened to me, I kind of just went, oh. You know, I got frightened. Sure, I got the little jump, but I didn't freak out. Yeah, I,
2: it just never freaked me out either.
1: Now, I think ever since I watched um, – jeez, we're going into movies a lot in this episode. Ever since I watched like Exorcist like when I was a young kid, like I've just never been scared of stuff ever since. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre too, um, and It the Clown. I, I just don't get scared by stuff anymore. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm also just desensitized by the violence of TV. Yeah. Or it, scared, but,
0: or, or it scared the living crap out of you, and you actually. But hardened, I will say that you this. hardened
1: yourself to avoid
0: any any further. Yeah.
1: Look, it's, tense I will say this: Dead Space, <laughs> brilliantly made, no argument. Um, the music was what what made the game amazing to me. Um, but I will say this: while I was playing the game, uh, me and a friend were sitting in the dark trying to get scared. We had like we had like this amazing surround sound setup from another friend who had left it there. And we were playing like with the sound on Amazing and that was like amazing. You know, you had this amazing, know, I'm using amazing too much. <laughs> it had this awesome <laughs> ambience to it, you know, and like, and like you'd hear sounds and stuff behind you and whatever and that's off uh, you know. Uh-huh. But like we were sitting there and we were like, there's going to be a monster now and then a monster would pop up, you know. And then we'd be like, I bet you there's a monster behind me and we turn around and there, there was a monster behind me. You know, like, the only time I ever got, like, nervous in the game, or frightened, was when those really, really fast monsters attacked you and you couldn't actually kill them. I you know, you just keep running and throwing, like, um, stasis at them. That was the yeah. only time I ever sort of got a bit worried in the game. But that was because, oh, shit, I'm going to die, not because, oh, I'm, I'm scared. So the so game never what, That's scared. what you want, though. That, that's yeah, what's but the thing like... is, the game never scared me, and I want to be scared. I want to be silent until too scared. I want to turn the game off, or put it on pause, stand up and leave the room. Because I've done that in games. I've done that in Silent Hill. I like. I, I actually had to pause the game, and walk yeah, outside. Yeah. And it was one of the first times I ever had asked for a cigarette because I don't smoke, and <laughs> I, I had I had to I, I had to have something. And you know, okay. so it, it was. That's what I look for in a, in a survival horror game. Um, Dead Space Three doesn't look very survival horror. It looks more Resident Evil Five style action. Give the guy a. a big gun and just mow down hordes of enemies type thing. But it still looks good, and I probably will still say it, so... Who am I kidding?
2: No, Sorry, just, we... just, 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 just to bring us back to the awesomest game at E3. Zombie, Zombie U? U is a reboot of Ubisoft's first publication, Zombie.
1: Yeah. Huh. Spelt the same, except without the U. Yeah,
2: it's there, and that was... Um... Well, basically, that. based on George Romero's original *The Dead* film.
1: Yeah, like the whole survival thing. Um, yeah, it, 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 apparently. Yeah, it in, was in the original *Dead* as
2: well. If you um, lost health from being bitten by a zombie, you turned into a zombie, and then that character would roam that room as a zombie.
1: That's cool. I didn't know that. Hmm. And well, for an they, old PC
0: game, I mean, that's really impressive. Okay, so that game. Yeah, I was actually about to ask. So that was released on PC.
1: Yeah, it was. Um, no, it was, it was on PC. It was no, on, like, the DOS. Is, yeah, thing. computer game. Yeah, it was, like, DOS or something. I don't know, I remember playing it a bit. Uh, I need to find it. I'm interested to play that now. Yeah. <laughs> it, it should be on freeware somewhere or Bandonia or something. Yeah. Um, okay, so,
0: yeah, aside from, you know, um, those sort of games as well, uh, Far Cry 3 is coming out as well. And that looks to be way more impressive than Far Cry 2. Uh, we have discussed on previous episodes uh, why we dislike Far Cry 2 and the whole malaria effect. Uh, far Cry 3, uh, from all the trailers that I've saw at E3, it looks way better than possibly even Far Cry 1, which I personally thought was the best game so far. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot to do in Far Cry 3, apparently. It's going to be set around an entire archipelago of islands, uh, where they've only actually really showcased what happens on one of those islands. Yeah, it looks it, it looks quite fantastic. I and mean, all the storyline-based stuff is apparently just happening from that one island, whereas there's several other islands to go to and several other storylines to actually focus on. So, I don't know, that's going to be interesting. Uh, aside from the fact that... Aside from that fact, uh, you know, there's lots of uh, interesting special moves you can do. As an example, you can run up to a guy, you know, you'll see that he's got a grenade on his belt. You'll pull the pin out of the grenade and you'll kick him off a building. And as he lands on the ground, he'll explode. So quite
1: a bit of of interest. But that sounds more like a QTE... Like event in a no, you, know, you yourself are actually doing it, which I know is impossible to do in games at this current moment. But yeah. I mean, it's like if, if you can look if you compare like um, free roaming, the what's that game with the the guy with the grappling claw and the parachutes and I mean, it's got a um, oh. Just cause. Just cause. If you look at Just Cause Two, like how much freedom they give you in the actual sandbox arena and all the crazy things you can sort of pull off mm-hmm. to you know, like, say something of God of War, where it's like, okay, stand here in circle and hope for a random event. Look, uh, they did it a bit
0: in um, in Far Cry 2 as well, with regards to, you know, sti- not stitching yourself up, but, um, you know, giving yourself painkillers and that sort of stuff, and, and actually wrapping bandages around a particular wound that you might have. Uh, also, fixing your car. Um, so, I mean, it, it could be It would be naive of us to think that they're going to get rid of that in Far Cry 3, but it's nice to see that they've actually made it a little bit more interesting. Um, Something like that, every time you do it, you're going to, you know, laugh in the back of your mind and think, ha ha ha, poor guy, living grenade. And I mean, that's kind of cool for me. I'm I'm happy with that. As long as they give us free roaming without any major hassles like malaria, which I still think was the absolute worst thing that they ever did in the Far Cry games. Um, that and actually sitting in Africa, um, particularly in the area that they they wanted to show, which was, just seemed to be completely monotone the entire time. Rather stick us back in the jungle, please. Give us green as opposed to brown.
1: Yeah, look, I'm, I'm not saying, um, you know, that, that's a bad thing. I'm just saying it's like, it sounds like they want you to believe that it's, oh, grab this guy, pull his pin out and see what happens. It's, it's more like, gra- come up to impress E or Q or triangle or whatever. Pull off I the mean, quick time event, there, and you know, there
0: are other interesting things I saw as well. I mean, like, you can manipulate the environment to the point that it will benefit you with regards to a, a particular firefight. So, in other words, you'll see a cage with the tiger in it, you can shoot the cage open. The tiger will jump out and actually start attacking your enemies, which will help you during the course of actually progressing through the state through the area. Um, yeah, so but
1: that type of thing like isn't that. too it's new. I mean, that's always d- it's that's just dynamic,
0: new. you know, it's not new at all, but um. It makes it more interesting.
1: Yeah, Yeah, no, okay, fine. Um, It's kind of what Far Cry
0: 2 lacked. Far Cry 2 didn't really have anything like that to keep you interested in the game. It looks like they're pushing to actually really keep you interested, but to make it as open as possible. You know, from what I saw on that one little island that you were traveling around on, it looks pretty open, and it looks pretty fun. So, I don't know. I've got high hopes in it. I, I hope it measures up to the first Far Cry. If not, succeeded, it. I'd be very happy if it does. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, Halo 4, obviously um, originally revealed at E3 last year, has been showcased a great deal uh, for Microsoft's conference this year. And uh, it looks like they're changing a lot up with regards to the game. Uh, obviously, single-player campaign, the original trilogy has ended. Apparently, they're introducing a new alien race. I'm not sure how okay. that's going to tie in with the story, but um, with regards to story, your your multiplayer is actually going to benefit you um, with regards to story as well. You're not just going to be playing a map fighting against a bunch of people. Now you will actually have um, cooperative uh, storyline-based gameplay, which is going to be weekly and episodic. So. That would that's going to be interesting. So there's going to be progression with regards to the storyline, aside from Master Chief, but it's going to progress on a weekly basis, giving you a new set of maps each week. So that should be quite interesting. It's going to have to, you know, be proven to see how it actually plays out. Um, you know, as as Wesley and Tamzin know, I'm not the biggest Halo fan, but I I am a little bit excited to actually see what they do with that it might, for me, revitalize it and actually get me into something. Well,
1: it's a, it's a welcome change of pace with sort of what gaming is nowadays, but, you know, considering how episodic gaming has failed sort of in the past, you know, again, Doom prophecy, but I hope they succeed. Yeah, uh, me too.
0: I'm, I'm only positive with regards to everything that was announced at E3. Just very simply because... <laughs> I
1: just, I just I try not to get excited to about certain time. things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with that. Um, yeah. Like, I guess how you get excited over that is how I get excited over Nintendo crud. But mm. the thing is, I try not to get too excited. It's like, I'll look at it, I'll be like, you know what, I can see the potential, but considering how every company on this planet just doesn't give a crap, mm. they give a darn, if you will, they, you know, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm cautious. You. Let's put crap it that way. Give it up, man. You <laughs> give it a darn. I'm from the 50s, damn you. Okay. Look, <laughs>
3: like, Cal how, Wes-
1: how, how did Wesley's parents get on this podcast? Geez, <laughs> <laughs> my dad swears more than I do. He's really? a freaking sailor. I think. <laughs> He's a okay. perverted sailor. He, he makes me uncomfortable, you guys. <laughs> But um, um, anyway, look. I, I'm funny. just saying, it's like, it's like look, <laughs> I don't want to hear any more about it. Okay. Anyway, um, yeah, carry on. All I'm saying is, if I see something that I like, I look at it. I'll be like, okay, if that works, great. I'll wait for it to come out. Um, to give you an example um, of it happening recently, I was super, super excited for Diablo three, and playing through normal, I was, I was getting a little disappointed as I was playing because the game was ridiculously easy. But once I hit nightmare mode. You know, all bets were all. Things
2: became different.
1: Things yeah. made you wish you weren't so squishy. Yeah, good point.
0: <laughs> Things well, made look, you look, wish
2: your teammate weren't so squishy.
1: Yeah, Look, the, the,
0: this, the, the same as with you guys getting so excited for Diablo 3, um, me personally, I'm getting that excited for Borderlands 2. Um, that's one game which I know was showcased quite, quite a bit at E3 this year. Uh, but, I mean, I, I literally cannot wait for that. I, I spent countless hours playing the first Borderlands, every other, every single expansion within it, trying to find every possible combination of guns, which is an impossibility, because in the original game, there's over seven million a bazillion guns. Yeah, this one, there's supposed to be a bazillion guns, which I don't actually think is a... A bazillion,
1: a bazillion guns one. got just more bazillion Exactly. <laughs> I don't think that's that, That's a real... Um, I don't think Bazillion is a number, a but, term. I mean, then again, Bazillion is, though, so...
0: It's Borderlands. They can do what they want.
1: <laughs> yeah. They can add as much Wub as they like.
0: Yeah, again, okay. uh, you know, Skyrim as well is getting a, a DLC back, which I'm interested to play. Um, I'm still playing Skyrim on and off. Uh, you know, now that I've got the the Kinect functionality, I've been utilizing that quite a bit with regards to gameplay except my character at this point is so high level there's just no point in even trying anymore so it's gonna be good to actually play new content and actually see how they push it further Um, we discussed it briefly before I I made a bit of a mistake in our last podcast when we were discussing the dawn god DLC I mentioned that it was demons Um, you could either play demons or you could play the Dawn Guard, which was fighting against the demons. It wasn't. It's not actually demons, apparently. It's um, a more pure version of the Elder Scrolls vampire.
1: Okay, that makes sense. I guess. Yeah,
0: who was created by the one demon lord Molag Baal. Anyway, that that that's you know, regardless of that, that, they look pretty cool, and I'll still play the bad guys. I don't really care about that. Um, but it looks interesting. It should be pretty good, you know, once again, not that much showcased, not necessarily going to be entirely different from, you know, the original core experience of Skyrim, but, you know, enough to get me excited to get it. Okay.
1: Yeah, like, I, I have to still buy myself a Steam copy of the game, I've lost, uh, lost. I sold my PS3 copy to some guy.
2: Poor unsuspecting mm-hmm. fellow.
1: Well, I don't know. He seems. I like. I told him if if the game was going to give him a lot of trouble, I'd, I'd like give him back the money. But he seems okay with it. So,
0: um, another game which I thought uh, which was worth mentioning, which was also showcased at E three, is uh, obviously also showcased at E three, is uh, Quantum Conundrum, which is a portal. Uh, one might say a, a portal style clone. Uh, The interesting thing about Quantum Conundrum is that their lead designer for the game was originally one of the designers that actually worked with Portal and Portal 2, uh, with Valve, and now is is actually working on this game. And It it looks fantastic. You're not just, you know, similar dynamics, obviously puzzle-based first-person shooter, but you're not just going, you you don't have a Portal gun. You have several different abilities that you're able to utilize and combine. In order to actually get through the levels and get from one from point A to point B.
2: If it doesn't have a sarcastic, homicidal AI that's out to get you, then it's not worth it.
1: I no, agree I, with Tempton. The humor is one. what made Portal amazing. I mean look, I mean the yeah. puzzles were amazing too, but yeah, it was is... an amazing
2: game on its own, but the reason it became like a cult classic was GLaDOS. Yeah. It was can, because can of the humor I... that she injected into it.
0: Can I correct can I correct you a bit though? I think the uh... That's what made Portal 2 amazing. I think Portal 1, the, 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 the whole uh, puzzle and portal dynamic of it
1: was what set it apart, whereas Portal 2... Was oh,
2: I loved GLADOS since Portal 1.
1: Okay, all right. Yeah, look, I mean, the whole cake is a lie thing comes from Portal 1. Um, look, I agree with you, Dave. Um, it's... The thing is, what the whole point of Portal yeah, look, was look, just it, to be a tech it, it, demo. It would have it been, it would
2: have been an awesome game without GLaDOS, but I'm, I'm saying, you know, it turned into a cult classic.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Good point.
2: Because of the, the humor that came into it with that homicidal AI.
0: But I think uh, Portal Two is where they, where they focused on it a lot, and I mean, there you didn't just have GLaDOS, you had um, Wheatley. Yeah, Wheatley as well, and who was absolutely brilliant, and you know. Gave such a, a excellent comedic air throughout the entire game, and that's you know I agree with you. It's it's that aspect of it which actually made it for me. But that's why I preferred Portal Two to Portal One. I feel they focused on it quite a bit more in Portal Two, which which was a lot more enjoyable in my eyes. But
1: no arguments here.
0: Um, Portal Two. Just just by the way, um, they've recently released a. Um, a map editor pack
1: for it.
2: Yeah, I saw that on Steam. Yo,
1: Recently, now. it's been out for a while.
2: It's uh,
1: it's no, something right, proj-
2: yeah, it project now. was... Like, the name of it is, is basically, you know, like never-ending portal project or something like that.
1: Well, it's just to get people like you and me to make horrible, horrible puzzles so that everyone else can feel good about themselves. So the nice thing about <laughs> it is that
0: apparently it's very easy to use and quite a lot of fun. And there are thousands of, of custom-made and user-generated uh, maps, which are now available on Steam. Um, anyway, I just thought I'd mention that because that that is pretty cool, and you know it, it's you know that 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 editor uh, is released as an update if you have Portal 2, and it, it's worthwhile checking out. Um, yeah, one of the more unlikely games that was announced uh, for uh, for E3 was uh, South Park: The Stick of Truth.
3: <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> this was a game, yeah, this well, not announced as such, I mean, they were showcasing it quite a bit at E3. Uh, it was announced a couple of months beforehand uh, for our listeners who don't know and who love South Park. It's a South Park RPG um, with all the characters from the original storylines, um, if you can really even call them storylines. Uh, and yeah, it, it looks like it should be interesting. I mean, you, you can apparently choose a mage, a fighter, and two other different classes. I think one of the classes is, is, is some strange name which just would only make sense in the South Park universe. And yeah,
1: uh, Matt, Matt Park interests don't actually work closely with this. This is the game that they said they wanted to release since the beginning. See, that's cool. Yep.
0: I mean, I'll definitely get it. If it's, yeah, yeah. if it's anything like the original South Park movie, which was just utterly epic... I'm going to love it. That's all I'll say.
1: That's yeah, I'll say. Look, I, I think it will be because it's, again, it's the whole writing style. Well, you know, it's the writing team and the, the voice actors and everything. So it's all, it's them working closely with developers to make the game that they want to make. And I mean, if nothing else, um, Trey Park and Matt Stone, they're, they're geeks as much as the next guy. So they're just very successful as well. Have I you mean, if, you, if you've seen any of the actual live-action movies, you see how dorky they are. I was about to mention Basketball. Yeah, basically, is a very movie. good example. Yeah, I thought that was a fantastic movie. But um, I, I, the, I love um, Orgasmo more. Yeah, that was, just a, that was just a, pretty good. Um, okay, yeah. Um, movies, what the hell? <laughs>
0: they do come into games a lot of the time, if you think about it. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. Unfortunately,
0: <laughs> with regards to superhero movies, a little bit
1: more than they should. Well, so, I mean, yeah, it's just see. if they gave i, I, I bet you—if they gave like the um the Avengers game to like another studio that we know and love that don't screw things up, like EA or Activision. Um, I was being sarcastic there. Um, <laughs> like give it, it to would Notch. be great, but yeah, give it to Notch. Don't give him a time limit, and I guarantee you'd have something crazy. Like, though, probably build your own
0: Avengers mansion.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean. Knowing Notch, he'll, he'll give you so many freaking customization options. It'll be like, um, what's that, Heroes, um, MMO you used to play, Tamson?
4: Uh, uh, City, um, City of Heroes.
1: Yeah, it'll be like out. City of Heroes, except, you know, made by Notch. <laughs> Pretty
0: cool. Okay, and uh, the last game we're going to talk about very briefly, um, once again, something I haven't seen much about, and to be very honest there, a, a series that I have never really been too hooked on, but I know is very popular. Is uh, Splinter Cell. There's, there's a new Splinter Cell that, that, that's going to be released. Uh, very simply called Splinter Cell Blacklist. And that's
3: racist.
1: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, um, my brother in laws a big fan of the Splinter Cell series, so he's, he's playing a lot of them. So,
3: okay.
0: you know, you know, as usual, it's going to be very espionage-based. Um, you know, Sam Fisher is back. Apparently, though, isn't he dead yet? Uh, no,
1: wasn't there like He's a whole thing old. at one stage? Yeah, that's the whole thing. He's like super old, and like they had to pull him out of it. Ret- oh well, then again, they did that with Solid Snake like ten times. So. Yeah, exactly. And cloned him. Just leave the poor spies alone. Train some <laughs> new ones. Let the old spies die. Damn.
0: Yeah. Oh well, anyway, uh, it looks like it's going to be pretty good. Um, I saw one clip on it, and it's interesting enough. But the whole thing with this, uh, this new Splinter Cell is. Which I find interesting is that the, the the guy who originally voiced Sam Fisher and has done so throughout all of the games is apparently not in this, and a lot of people made a a big fuss about it.
1: That well, now was, even more so of a reason to leave him out. Yeah, like well, to leave Sam know, Fisher out. That that for me was
0: like more of a big news story—the fact that people are making a fuss over it, rather than the fact that he's actually leaving. I mean, like, who cares? He's a voice actor. Get someone who sounds kind of yeah, like him, and you're right. You know.
1: I suppose. I mean, if you if you look at like Kingdom Hearts, um, in Kingdom Hearts two, in the scene where you go to the Pirates of the Caribbean area, um, the guy who plays Johnny Depp, um, beat Johnny Depp in a voice acting competition to get the role. <laughs> <laughs> so I. I wow. Um, yeah, I no, it's a know true that. story. That's Johnny Depp went. Auditioned for the role and they chose somebody else because he did a, like a better job for the voice acting gig. <laughs>
3: um,
1: so I can I, I can see them doing it, but at the same time, I mean, it's like if that's if they pull it off. If they don't pull it off, if Sam Fisher doesn't sound like Sam Fisher, dude, mm-hmm. Geek Rage will always come in and say, "No, well, you know, another game is sucky because the guy doesn't sound the way I want him to."
0: Yeah, that's a good point. They need to get someone who sounds almost exactly the same.
1: Yeah, it has to that's be it. almost the same. It, it can't be like. A decibel off, otherwise it just doesn't. It, it never sits right. Um, I'm trying to think of as an as as example as in a game with me. It happened. Mario. It they happened. Been, no, no, it wasn't no, Mario's always been <laughs> voiced by that one dude. Well, the I don't know. He's. I it
0: sounds like his voice has gotten a little bit more high pitched. For
1: they might have like land. put it through like things and stuff, but I promise you, Mario's voice has been the same guy since since Mario um, 64. Okay. No, but I should, there was a game where there's a character. Ah, Infamous. Mm-hmm. Infamous. Cole's voice changed, like they used a whole new voice actor in the second one, and it was obvious, you know, it was uh, like, it, you could, you, you play the two games next to each other, it's like, oh, wow, okay, this is not Cole, this is another guy just wearing Cole's body, mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, it's, it, it does, it doesn't sit well, you know, yeah, I mean, imagine Nathan Drake from Uncharted not having Nathan Drake's wry little voice, you know, it, it wouldn't it wouldn't sit right. But at the same time, there are other things that you can get upset about, like the control sucking or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah, good point. But I mean, you need to at least have the a similar vo- like, completely similar voice. I mean, yeah. like, there's certain mm-hmm. iconic characters. I mean, if you had to look at uh, you know, Solid Snake as a great example. Um, who else? I mean, yeah, you
1: could, not, you could never replace Solid Snake.
0: Yeah. Kratos. Yeah. Um, the list, uh, Yeah, there's actually, like, I, I could think of at least another 50 at this particular point. I mean, okay, Master Chief, but he doesn't really
1: talk that much. Um, yeah. Like, well, like, like Cortina, like, or, or whatever, that little purple AI robot thing. Mm. Yeah, I no, mean, she, you know, you thing. can't replace her voice. No, you can't, I suppose.
0: <laughs> okay, guys, well, um... Yeah, it looks like we've come to the end of our podcast. Uh, that's pretty much it for E3, eh? I can't really recall yeah, that much else, which stuff. was... Yeah, I can't really recall.
4: The
1: only else, thing I'm, I am I would like to still sort of spout out is the movie that's coming up, Wreck-It Ralph. Um, I, this thing, I'm usually sort of always aware of what I like to watch when it comes out. And this Wreck-It Ralph came out of nowhere. It's basically Disney, Pixar, whatever, it's like grab at, like, the video game industry, you know, because I don't know if you've seen the trailer yet, Dave, but inside the trailer, you, you see um, Bison and Zangief from Street Fighter, the Pac-Man ghosts. Um, it's about this video game character who doesn't want to be a bad guy anymore, and he starts game jumping, but he's been a bad guy for, like, 40 years in video games, and he's, like, in a very old video game. His name's Wreck-It Ralph. And he then starts video game jumping to find himself or whatever. And, like, they make, like, all these references to, like, Halo and Modern Warfare and, you know, whatever games. I can't think of them all right now. But it's amazing all the references they make in the in, in the movie, just the trailer alone. Okay, and yeah, I'm looking the, forward to that. Letting, and they, they demoed I'm... the well, the trailer came out at E3. So, you know, I'm like, yeah, I can't wait for this movie. Okay, that's pretty cool. I, I
0: like that. The only thing that actually reminds me of is... Um... I remember many years ago, in an old-school ZX Spectrum uh, programming magazine that I used to buy, there was a comic in there called Load Runner, where a guy used to jump from one video game to another. He got sucked into this world of video games, and he would get transported from one particular video game to another, and each time you read the comic, he's in a different video game, but it's the same guy who's actually jumping
1: from one world to another. Well, look, anyway. I mean, this concept's not completely new. I mean, you, you had it in Captain N as well, where that kid, like, got ported into Nintendo Land and yeah, had to fight, like... Yeah, like... the, one,
0: the one world.
1: <laughs> yeah. But, but anyway... The point is, like, jumping it. through yeah. video game worlds is... Unusual. It's like new. <laughs> <laughs> Still, it's awesome-looking movie. I can't wait to see it. I love animations. I love video games. The two merge really well. I'm looking forward to it. Should be coming out to the, the last tour of the year. That sounds cool. That sounds actually very cool.
0: Okay. Um, we're not doing a final fight this week. Uh, just so I, I kind of did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah you kind of did at the end there, but we won't call it a final fight. It's just a, a nice little thing about E3 fitted in incredibly well with everything else. Um, it was nice to actually finish off with this as well. Uh, yeah, so yeah. So that's it for our E3 podcast. Um, to our listeners, email us with any questions you might have at podcast at gmail.com. Uh, feel free to check out the site at www.futurepixel.blogspot.com for all the latest gaming news, reviews, and rumors. And you can follow us at Twitter at twitter.com slash futurepixelblog or search for us on Facebook or Google+. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Bye.
2: Bye. The pixel.